Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A humming song brace involving a quite simply hollow S cross from Harry Kane was enough to see off the Terriers as Spurs warmed up for their second leg tie against Juventus on Wednesday in perfect preparation. As we have the last word on Spurs. Cleverly for Sheringham! The Bellator! And Defoe all the way! know by now you can follow the show across a variety of different platforms we are on twitter at last word on spurs you can also find us on facebook and also not forgetting instagram on this edition of the last word on spurs we'll be discussing the 2-0 victory over huddersfield at wembley on saturday we'll be taking a host of questions for our very much star-studded panel and we're looking ahead to juventus to come in the champions league on wednesday night what a huge game that is going to be in store. So let me introduce the guests taking us through the next hour. Back on the show as always, I've got Jason McGovern. Joining Jason tonight, I've got two returning guests. First up, I've got founder of Raw Talent and BBC Apprentice winner Lee McQueen on the show. And also, finally, last but not least, joining Lee tonight on the show, we've also got the Tottenham Hotspur correspondent for the Hammond High Express and Hackney Gazette, George Sessions. Let's start with you, George, because you was there at Wembley on Saturday. A really comfortable and composed performance from Spurs at Wembley, as we now stretch this unbeaten record to 14 games at the temporary home. 17, George, in all competitions, still unbeaten in 2018, and really consolidating fourth place, George. It's not a bad time, is it, to be a Spurs fan, not to a be bad honest. Time at um, no. From a uh, you know, Saturday, from a journalist point of view, was was an absolute dream. I literally had the, the match pool written off about 75 minutes, and <laughs> you're always a bit nervous, thinking is science going to go wrong? But yeah, absolute dream, and um, you know, it's just a joy. Well, it, we didn't really get our second gear, did we? But it's just a joy to watch us so comfortable. You know, when there's so many factors really going against us, playing at Wembley, etc. So, yeah, good times at the moment for us. Yeah, it really is indeed. And Lee, I've got to ask you, you was also there on Saturday. I mean, we're maintaining, Lee, this brilliant record at Wembley, aren't we? I think it's now 11 out of our last 12 games we've 
we've got over the line. And we've also only conceded just, I think, in our last seven games, just the one goal against Rochdale midweek. I mean, Lee, surely with Juventus to come, nothing to fear at all. Well, by all accounts, we, we don't defend as well as Lazio, do we? Well, that's uh, what he traps, reckons, Allegri. Uh, as, uh... <laughs> That's, that's what Allegra reckons, yeah. So, uh, yeah, what, it was very comfortable. I echo what George just said. It was it was a very comfortable win. Didn't get really, out, like like George said, out of second gear. Um, I think, you know, on, a, on another day, um, we could have had, a, you know, a good few more as well. I think some of the stuff, I know we'll probably talk about it later on, but some of the stuff Deli Ali's doing that's, that, that is very different to what he was doing last year, mm. I, have, I have to add. Yeah. But some of the stuff he's doing on, on and off the ball is, is fantastic. He's, he's a joy to watch in, in places. He is indeed, he is. I mean, Jason, bringing you in, as I've said in the intro, consolidating that fourth place, but it really was, Jason, a perfect weekend as we took full advantage of both Arsenal and Chelsea dropping points to go five points clear of that fifth place now, Chelsea, and 13 points clear, Jace, of sixth place Arsenal. And yes, sixth place Arsenal. I will keep saying it, Jace. Deja vu weekend, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It was two weekends in a row. And, <laughs> it was. You know, let's, let's hope it'll be. Let's hope it's the next twelve weekends as well. <laughs> and I'll make it twelve weekends in a row, and it'll be absolutely perfect. Oh, it would be. But um, it was. It's, it's always good. It was nice to have a three o'clock on a Saturday. Sit back, enjoy that game, and then watch all the the fun unfold with with the other two disgracing themselves in different ways yesterday. <laughs> but no, it was a a, a comfortable win, and, and as Lee said, we never really got out of second gear and. You know, I, th- I think the the most telling quotes were actually came from from Wagner, who said, you, "You know, they were just too good for us. We, it's not that we 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 didn't try in the game. It's just that everything we did try, they had an answer for, and we couldn't get out. We couldn't keep the ball, and you know, all the things. You know, a lot of people will say, "Well, it was an easy game, and Huddersfield rolled over." But as as Wagner himself suggested, it was very much that Tottenham made us made us roll over in a way, and, and they never got close to us. No, they didn't at all. I mean, George, I want to bring it back round to you. In terms of that lineup for listeners out there, just to remind you guys, the Tongan returned to that first eleven after coming from that ankle injury and Sonny's performance midweek against Rochdale was awarded with a start. And George, I think what might have been a little bit surprising was that Lorente's hat trick in the FA Cup midweek was not enough to earn him a place even on the bench. And you obviously had Lamella who might have been rested um, ahead of Juventus on Wednesday. Was you surprised at all, George, by the team selection? Not really. Um, obviously, Lorente, you know, it was great to see him get a hat-trick and get a few goals for his confidence. But you look at the bench that we selected and there's not really, there's not really, you, you need variety. And if you include Lorente, you're going you're gonna to drop out. Okay, people say drops to Soko, but he does bring something, um, something different, doesn't he? You know, you, yeah. you've got Wayne oh, Yarmouth. Definitely, definitely different, George. <laughs> <laughs> Merely on the same wavelength there. Yeah. Very diplomatic there, I should add. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah I, I just couldn't... I, as much as I would like to see Lorente selected in the matchday squad, I just couldn't see who you really dropped for him. Um, so I could understand it. And, and to be fair, with Sonny, I, I expect him to start because, my in my mind, he was going to start on Saturday but then be on the bench on Wednesday. But, as I'm sure we'll come on to, he, he may have changed Posh's... Um, What's his mindset when it comes to that now? Oh, very much so. I mean, Lee, let me ask the same question to you. You look at that Tottenham team and you think, you know, Lorente, the perfect kind of thing for him week before against Rochdale. He got that hat-trick. For him not to be named on the bench at all, was you not a little bit surprised, Lee? Again, I have to be honest, not really, um, other than the Sissoko thing that will go on mumbling with me. But <laughs> I, uh, No, not at all, because I, I, I totally agree with Poch's starting eleven. 11 um, at, at the end of the day. He was always going to play Aurier because Trippier is going to be playing midweek. Yeah. Uh, we know he likes to r- rotate the full-backs or, um, or the wing-backs, what we call them nowadays, um, all the time anyway. Um, and, you know, the, the side that we kept banging on about on previous uh, pods in the past against Man United, against Arsenal, against Liverpool, you start in the same team. And, and, it's, and it's really, really encouraging for, um, for, for us because you start in the same team, blending people coming in off the bench, like a more, uh, you know, a little come off the bench, a bit of a cameo, that sort of stuff. Mm, yeah. I think it's just it's fantastic for us moving forward. So. I, I, I totally agree with who we started, and like I said already, you know, it was it was very very comfortable. Yeah, I mean, Jace, come over to you. I don't mean to harp on about Lorente, but the only thing I would say is that the guy who scored a hat trick week before against Rochdale. I mean, he must think what more has he got to do to kind of even earn a place on the bench? Is that fair, or do you think I'm going OTT on on this subject? Um, 
Well, I suppose if you, if you got <laughs> the old days, you've got a hat trick. You never even got left out of the, the starting lineup, mm. did you? But no. Um, no, it's you know maybe a little bit of it as well. Let, let's be fair; it's the the opposition that he got it against, and I think he now just sees that the way that we're playing that he can use Son and Mora as as the striker. So yeah, it's it's a little bit tough on the player once he's once he's finally got his confidence up. But it's probably a case of does Pochettino actually see him bringing Lorente on? If he doesn't really see him bringing Lorente on in a game like that, then why use a place up on the bench mm. for him? But mm, as yeah, harsh as that may be. It's, if he's if he's just not knowing if he, if if Kane gets injured and he thinks look in that case I'll bring more on and play Sonny up top then what's the point of of wasting the substitution place? Mm. Yeah, I might be wrong, but I can't think of any game where Lorente's come on when we've needed a goal or, no, or he hasn't. maybe been trying to close the game out and he's really <laughs> he done anything. So was yeah. it West Ham away? Is it, I think it's just once, wasn't it West Ham away? And that that was it. Yeah, and we yeah, were yeah, yeah that's, men, that's true. The only other the only other time I think he started didn't he against Real Madrid. Yeah, um, yeah, away, yeah. Away, yeah. Started with Kane, anyway, so, mm. didn't he? And he, he, he done he done well there. But no, I, I don't I, I don't think you're going overboard on the Lamente thing. I think it, maybe it is a bit harsh for him not to be on the bench. Um, but you know, not not no one's going to displace Kane from the start no, of eleven. Like, no, no, of no one not. in the world. It's a tricky predicament, isn't it? It really is. I mean, Jace, I want to stick you for a second. Talk about benches. I mean. Listen, let's be honest, Jace, we've spent years bemoaning our benches for the lack of depth. But you've got to say, Jace, we had, we had genuine first-team players on that substitutes bench. The likes of Trippier, Rose, Wanyama. I mean, Lamella and Mori, you could both argue, would you know be in a starting eleven as well. And you think you've got Alderville and Winks to come back. I mean, it is a really, really strong squad, Jace, isn't it? It doesn't get maybe enough credit now what it maybe should do. Well, you know, I've said all season that we've had a stronger squad than people gave us credit for. The fact that we'd stayed up at the top of the table like we were, despite having, what, six or seven players out by injury. You can't do that unless you've got a strong squad. Mm. Yes, when you've got seven players out injured, you'll be down to your bare bones. And when you've got the 11 main players on the pitch, then then obviously your bench is going to be affected. When Wanyama's missed all season and Toby's missed four months, but we've been able to cover those, that tells you the squad's a lot stronger than people realise. Yeah, it does do. It does. I mean, George, from a journalist perspective, when you're covering the game, do you now see it? You know, over the years when you've seen Spurs have covered them, is the bench for you now? You can see it from an outside perspective that we are getting stronger and stronger in terms of that squad now. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm just thinking. I know he's not banging form at the moment, but Harry Winks is not even being mentioned, and What's it? you yeah. go back what. Well, mm. Maybe maybe five months ago, and he, we were saying he's going to be the new Dembele. He's going to be yeah. pushing him out of the team. So yeah. I think that just shows you. Oh, he's had his injury problems, but it just shows you how strong the squad is. And and you know, Jason mentioned Toby as well. It's bad, but I completely forgot about him. And and you've got one fourth in there as well. So yeah. I think for the first time, you know, certainly in Pochettino's um, time in charge, he's got a squad that he feels is capable of challenging on on you know, four fronts. Okay. We, we're um, past the League Cup stage, but I think looking at next season, we'll definitely look at you know going strong. I think in the League Cup because it'll be our reserve team, but it'll be such a strong reserve team that you would back us to get far in that competition. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Hopefully the case. I mean, let me bring it round to you, Lee. Though we have to bring into Sonny the chat about Sonny. I mean, even the opening minutes, Lee, he gets away from three Huddersfield players and leaves them for dead, but his cross is cleared. I mean, again, Lee, I'll maintain the point for me that if Sonny's fully fit. For the big games and dare I say even the Premier League games, this guy has to be signed, doesn't he, Lee? Yeah, absolutely. I know Jace is a massive fan, Sonny fan. I, I am as well. I mean, I think he is he's underrated. In fact, I put a thing on Twitter a couple of months back actually, Mares versus Sonny, as to who, who you'd rather have in your teams. It was mm. all the talk about Mares worth hundred million and this and the other. I mean, not only did he score two goals in the um, in, in midweek, I just love his attitude. His attitude is yeah. amazing. I, I read oh, a piece, it might have been from you, Rick, actually, or, or Alistair. But um, he, uh, um, he he come out and said he was so. Um, I know it was from, so I will give him credit. It was from Paul Coit because he got the uh, man of the match. Coity, and yeah. Paul sort of said to him at the end, you know, yeah, Coity turned around to him at the man of the match uh, and sort of said to him, oh, you know, you know, how you feeling that? And he said, I felt so bad for the fans and for all the team and my players because I let them down with the penalty. I just wanted to, I wanted to make up for it. And I just think that you know, we talked about attitude and so brilliant attitude, always smile on his face, and he is good. Oh, the, the guy is good, you know what I mean? And and I actually think, I know George said, maybe he expects Lamella to start on Wednesday. 
which is why Sonny started. I think Sonny's going to start now. I don't think you can drop him. You know, you're just talking about Levente. Sonny scored two in midweek, two again uh, um, on Saturday. Mm. I think he starts. It's such an interesting dilemma, that. I mean, it's such a big one. And there are many factors why he might favour Lamella as well. But against Sonny, you've got to say, Jace, bring it around to you, the form Sonny's in, I mean, you would dare leave him out. I mean, Zach... At uh, Zach8608 asked the question, what does Sonny have to do to finally receive some proper appreciation from both the Spurs fans and the media? Still seems like so many don't appreciate what he does fully. Is that fair, Jay? Because I think we've, um, we've been giving him a lot of praise on this show. I think maybe Zach's talking from like an outside perspective, maybe. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I think, I think most Spurs fans now give him the, the credit he deserves. I mean, let's be fair, the, the numbers he's... The numbers he's chalked up for what over over the last two seasons alone i mean it's what 30 how many goals is it over two seasons i think i think saturday was his 50th for, goal for Spurs. Oh, oh, was it? i'm sure goal. someone said that in posh's presser afterwards yeah so. well there you go and considering that first year he found it difficult to adapt but i mean for me i, I always feel that we play better as an attacking side with sonny in it and i think others are others are starting to understand that now and it was a was was always going to be a choice between the three of them, but for me, Sonny's Sonny's ahead of the other two. If you're if you're picking the side at the moment, for sure. Yeah, I mean, Willie says, how does Son not start every game we play? The guy is the second most exciting player we have. I'm assuming he means Harry Kane might be the first. There's so many you could pick as first as well. But George, we've got to bring it round to you. Hummin Son on Monday said on team selections, I have to accept that if the gaffer doesn't choose me, I just have to be ready if I come on or if I'm on the bench. And I say the point, George, if all of the players in the modern day had that attitude, we'd, be a, we'd have a completely different game. I mean, it's a dying breed, isn't it, George, to hear these kind of words from a footballer? That's oh, wonderful, isn't it? To be fair, I don't. you just can't not look at Son and smile. Yeah. It doesn't matter what he's doing. So you, you just look at him and you smile. Mm. But um, I just... You're right, his attitude is, is brilliant. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why Pochettino is so keen to always talk about him and, and big him up, because... He'll often get asked about Son um, after games, and, it, and he always says, "Oh, you know, I, I mentioned him last week or the week before because he's performing so well." And I think he, he got a lot of credit in January, um, if I remember rightly. It was when I think it was the Everton game. He um, he absolutely tore Everton apart, and I think he got a lot of credit after that. And then I think personally, I think he actually had a slight lull um, for about a month. Obviously, we beat you know the big teams that we you know Man United, Arsenal. We got a good result Juventus, but he didn't do loads in those games for me so I think he's really now coming bang into form and what you know what a perfect time to do it and you know I agree with with what you just you know what Chris was just saying he arguably is our second most exciting player behind Kane to be fair part of his problem why he does get left out a little bit more is almost his attitude in that he will just accept it yeah perhaps if if you went said if you went and said to Deli Ali look Mm. sorry mate it's time for you to leave we've seen when Deli Ali's numbers come up in, in games with 20 minutes to go it, and I don't mind Deli Alley. he's not exactly as if he's thrown a strop but you can see he doesn't like it and perhaps Sonny just thinks okay fair enough take me off doesn't, doesn't argue if it. you leave me out mm. next week yeah. Uh, yeah perhaps 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 that goes against him a little bit and he's why he's, he's perhaps easier to leave out than one or two of the others it's a real shame that isn't it to be fair because you don't want to sort of not reward someone with that attitude but I think from Pochettino's point of view it's so much easier to drop Son than Delhi because as Jason just said Delhi is he's not going to throw a strop but you're going to know he's unhappy whereas Son will just get on with it so it's a shame but I, I agree completely with you Son, uh, maybe it is also the you know he, he's got the ability no doubt to be 7s and 8s if I can use the kind of players <laughs> guide if you like 7s and 8s every week could be an eight every week but he's all, he's also got it in him to have a four. That's the only yeah. thing I'd say. He's also, he's got it in him to 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 play a game and be a four. And and, and I think that until he's eradicated that part from his game, he might have five games. Like you, um, George, you said it yourself, he went for a bit of a lull or whatever. You know that, yeah. that that's the thing. Is maybe it's a consistency thing. I, look, I'm not having a go at the guy. I love him. I think he's brilliant. Um, and I agree with all you lads, but maybe that's what he's got to eradicate from his game is the ability to one in four, one in five games. He, he has a, you know, he has a shocker. Yeah. Lee, let me stick with you. You mentioned Deli Alley at the start of the show and you said that, you know, he's doing things this season which he didn't do last season. But let me say to you, I mean, he was the ultimate creator, Lee, for that first goal. I mean, he played that brilliant little ball into Sonny then took it round the Huddersfield keeper and slid us one up, which was nothing less, Lee, than we deserved at the time. Tell us what you want to say about Deli Ali Lee, because you sound like you wanted to make a point at the start of the show. The well, floor is yours. I just want to kind of, you know, 
this this kid, I suppose, I don't want to be disrespectful, but he's 21 years old, mm. right? He had an unbelievable start to his Tottenham career. Uh, last season, we all know, everyone's, you know, we all know about that. He's had some stick and all that sort of stuff. Some, in some parts, haters, if you like, still talking about Delhi. I, I made a point. I was there, obviously, at the game, watching him live. When you watch him live, it's very different to watching him on the telly and stuff. Um, a, lot, a lot of the listeners will, will, will be able to know that from, from going to the game. And so... I made a point of watching him in certain periods of the game, just watching him. And the, the running that he does and the occupation that he has with other um, uh, uh, players in the opposition, he occupies them doing different things. He was very, very unlucky not to be on a score sheet when he bombed in late uh, at the back post when Kane put that ball in across. Mm-hmm. And then and then he put the ball in uh, back into to, to Kane. He also set up, as you said, Sonny, for a, a wonderful pass. Great move. Awesome. I just think he was, he was on song. Uh, on Saturday, I thought he thought I thought he had a really good game. Yeah, I mean, Chase, let me bring it round about Deli Ali. Listen, we've been at it with him all season about you know agents and is his head in the right place. But Chase, taking all that away, you know, as Lee has mentioned, he's been involved in 22 goals this season, despite many labelling his campaign as poor. I mean, I make that point saying he is still only 21 years of age. It's only his third full season in the Premier League. Do we have to, Chase, cut him some slack sometimes? Yeah, I think sometimes. I think the demands on on Deli is and the expectancy. It's huge because of what he's gone through from his first two seasons. And, you know, if, if, perhaps if Delhi had, had made five less assists but scored five more goals, nobody would be going on so much about it. But he's, he's and Lee's right, his all-round team performance is much higher now. And, and at the end of the day, that's what you want. I don't care really who scores the goals or gets the assists. It's it's about working hard for that team. And he's, he's, he's played deeper at times this year. Let's not forget when... Uh, when we had the Winks, Dembele, Wanyama all missing from games, Delhi was playing deeper, having to drop deeper and link midfield to the front line. And things like that will have obviously taken away from some of his numbers. But his, his contribution to the side, even in games where he's quiet, I think as Lee, Lee's right what he said about Sonny, sometimes when he's bad, he's really bad. But Delhi can get through a game where he's nowhere near at his best. And yet, there's still those one or two moments, you think, what a fantastic bit of quality that he come up with. And, yeah, and, and you know the. It is. So some... say, it's like massive influence in the game, isn't it? Some yeah. you know, one moments and he can do something. Mm. It is. And you look at how he worked and did the pressing for the second song goal. And his pressing lets the ball through to Kane and Kane comes from there. But it starts with Delhi's pressing way deep in his own half. And it is the things yeah. like that that, that perhaps that aren't attracting the headlines this year, but they're still incredibly valuable for that side. They are. I mean, I've got to bring you in, George. I mean, listen, he's recorded as many Premier League assists this season as David Silva and Mesut Ozil. We've mentioned the point. He has you know, been involved in 22 goals. George, from a journalist perspective, what have you made of his season so far? Well, this, I, um, I wrote something. Um, it must have been after the first Rochdale game about how I couldn't understand that there's a this uh, England witch hunt against him. It's, it's not Spurs yeah. fans. We, we can see what he's doing, but mm. I just can't understand from, okay, putting aside that he plays with Tottenham and other people support different teams. If you're an England fan and we're going to Russia in, what was it, three months, three, three and a half months, mm. why are people tweeting him abuse, booing him left, right and centre, no. constantly giving him stick? Mm. So I just don't understand it. You know, in three months' time, everyone's going to be getting behind him. And you know what? It really wouldn't surprise me, given his mentality and his character, if he absolutely has a storming World Cup and you know he just completely silences all the critics. And I completely agree with with what Lee and, and Jason both just said. You know, especially Lee, um, I, I, I find myself in recent games, you know, the Man United game, the Arsenal game, Huddersfield. I do end up just watching Delhi because he's just such. You, you just get drawn to him, and he does so many things that people don't mention. You know, Jason said about the second goal. Kane's ball was unbelievable, and I'm oh, sure we'll speak about that well. later. Mm. But without without Delhi pressing, that that doesn't happen, and he does that all the time. And for me, actually, I think he's evolving a little bit as a player. He's you know the last so two seasons, mm-hmm. you know probably not the not the first six months of his first season, but from then on, he's he's essentially been a second striker, really, hasn't he? He's he's not got involved a lot with the midfield play, and he's allowed Ericsson to be the one to link things up, and just been sort of in. A, around the box, close to Kane. But for me, he's, he's really evolving now into a, more of a playmaker. I think, again, he's having another great season, but because he's not scoring, people are, you know, he's an easy person to sort of criticise. But for me, he's had a brilliant year, especially since the start of the year. I know he's not scored in 14 games. I, I, read, yeah. I, I wrote earlier this week. But, 
he's, well, he's got five assists in his last five games and I think that is what he's turned into. He's turned into an assist machine and I've got nothing, you know, no problems with that whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, even on his Twitter, he mentioned, isn't he, here to create. So he's happy to take um, the assists and listen, if he's contributing to Spurs goals, we couldn't care less how they come. So going into half-time, Jess, I've got to say, the game itself, it was still fairly comfortable, wasn't it, at 1-0? I mean, you do kind of fear a little bit when Huddersfield did have their counter-attacks, but Jace, we managed that game fairly well up until half-time, didn't we? Yeah, I didn't really have any fears at all, mate. I think, you know, this, this Tottenham side... I mean, it's astonishing, isn't it? I think I saw a stat that we haven't lost to a promoted side now in, what is it, 34 or 35 games. Yeah, and we, we used to be renowned sides. for it, Jace. We used to be renowned That's... for bottling against the smaller sides yeah. sometimes. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's particularly a type what, of... What mean, like Arsenal? <laughs> <laughs> like Arsenal. Yeah, Lee, like them. Yeah, we'll take that. <laughs> it's right in there. Hey, why not? It, it is, isn't it? We used to... We'd, we'd go to... A, well, we'd, we'd get a result against Man United and we'd, we'd beat Arsenal or something and then we would slip up against some of these sides. But our, our form against the bottom half teams, I mean, you know, even when you look this season, the games we've lost, I think they're only to the... What is it? The top eight. I think the only times beaten us have all been in the top eight mm. we don't lose those games and, and I never once felt that we, we didn't have total control of that yeah Huddersfield had, had, the, had the odd isolate break but you know watching it you just felt totally comfortable Eric Dyer always deserves a little bit of praise for that you know again he, he kept things simple if, if Huddersfield did threaten anything he, he'd pick the ball up really quickly and get us back going and, and they just didn't get out or, or give, they gave us no real threat at all mate Jay's brought up Eric Dyer um, and and, and in, ty- in times during that game, Dyer was actually further forward than what Dembele was. <laughs> and I wondered, I didn't, I didn't think Dembele had a particular one of his amazing games uh, on Saturday, not being critical, but, mm. you know, maybe saving himself to be a, a superhero on Wednesday. Exactly. But, but I think, again, part of, part of that was because Dyer was also, again, I'm giving Dyer credit, he, he was, he was like a licence almost with the confidence to be able to go up up and I mean, we were pretty much camped in, in their final third and, and Dyer was further forward than Dembele some, most of the time. Yeah, I mean, listen, Lee makes the point and so does uh, Jason there, George. That for me, Eric Dyer, I think he's so vastly underrated. And again, I'll say to you, George, when you comment from a journalist perspective, you go around different grounds. For me, Eric Dyer, you've got a player there that can play right back, he can play centre-half, he can play CDM, he can play midfield, you know, central. Does he not get sometimes, George, the credit he deserves, Eric Dyer? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for me, so underrated. Yeah. You, you, you do you speak to opposition fans and they don't they don't realise good players. But for me, I think you just have to look at the last week and you know he was preparing all week for Crystal Palace to play in centre midfield. Tongan got injured apparently on the Saturday, and yeah. you know within less than twenty four hours, he goes centre back, absolute rock solid for me. Again, he played centre back on Wednesday against Rochdale, and then on the, you know three days later, he's playing centre midfield and. As Lee said, he's, he's outshining um, Moussa Dembele, and what I've, what I've noticed really with him, um, I don't, I, I don't know, if, I think Matt might showed it, and I, I did see it live. But he played a wonderful ball forward for Son um, in first half. And I don't think Son got onto it. I think the keeper come out, but his his vision at times is is so underrated. And also what I've noticed, he um, he keeps popping up in areas sort of around thirty yards out, um, sort of close to the, the right touchline, and whipping brilliant balls into the box and. He done one again on Saturday, which Kane was quite close to, but he got got cleared. And I think Kane scored against Everton with one quite similar to that. And I just agree with, with all three of us. To be fair, for me, and I think only really Spurs fans see it. He he does so many good things that you know observers from the outside just don't see, and he, he doesn't get nowhere near the credit he deserves. And and actually, on, on a different point, I know people talk about looking at England and and see Harry Kane as the captain, but. Actually, for me, I'd, I'd probably give it to Dyer because I think the way he plays, he's, he's a leader of men. Yes, That's one guy, listen, when the team, you can just see sometimes when a team does need lifting, he is one to go around, isn't he, George, from what I can see on that pitch and lift players as well. He doesn't mind going around and speaking to players and pulling them aside. Yeah, and I'll I tell you what I love as well. And Any time Delhi gets gets involved in anything, he's, he's straight there oh, backing yes. up his best mate. And I do yes. I do like that. And, and yeah, he, he does it with everyone, to be fair. And, yeah. You know, I, I guess from Spurs' point of view, if, if Hugo does have a go, it probably would be Kane that takes the captaincy. But I think 
Dyer is is captain material already for me. Yeah, I mean, we said it before, haven't we, on the show, you can never have too many leaders. And there was a point, as we go back, Jace, a long time ago, that Spurs, we lack so many leaders. But you look around that team, Jace, there's a lot more experience there now. And like George said there, Dyer is one of the key members in this squad and a leader as well. So you can't ever have too many of them, Jace. No, and you need, you know, that's that's why uh, we lose so you know, few games these days. Mm. You know, we don't capitulate and things. And you're right, it, it's more than just Kane and Dyer. You know, you look at how Yan is. Yeah. Look how quiet Ben Davis is. And yet he, he, he totally efficiently goes about his jobs. Mm. He's not a shirker, is he? Look at some of the challenges Ben Davis oh. is making these days. Yeah. He's, he's become our hard man. Yes. And um, no, there's leaders all over that pitch. And, you know, you don't have to be. You don't have to shout and holler sometimes. It's, it's leading by example. It's, it's sometimes those gentle words of encouragement. But it's you really get that feeling now that there's 11 people ready to go to war for Tottenham and, and any one of them is comfortable doing it. And, and you're right. You know, the, the capitulation days are, are long gone. That's for sure. They are indeed. Lee, I want to come round to you and talk about Harry Kane's ball into Sonny for that second goal. I mean, Lee, if he isn't the best striker in the league... Is he one of the best midfielders? Because that ball out to Sonny, I mean, that was hoddlesque, wasn't it? Well, it was. I mean, if you're putting an emoji out there for that, it's got uh, um, hearts in your eyeballs. With it, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I like that. Absolutely amazing. And um, I mean, we say it every week, and we say it every time, and everyone says. I mean, there's nothing else to say about the guy. Um, he, he, he. Actually, I saw an interview of him it was before Christmas, and I think it might have been with Henri actually. And they were talking about, and they'd done that thing on Sky. Um, I think it was actually before, maybe before the Man City game. Anyway, they were talking about, um, you know, what, what could he improve on his game. And he actually said assists. He actually said, "I don't get enough assists. So, you know, I'd like to get maybe five or six assists a season on top of the goals." Well, I think that was only his second assist, to be fair, in the Premier League. But what an assist! It could make up for two or three, couldn't it? Oh, I could. I mean, George, you were there. I think the, the post-match com- uh, post-match press conference with Poch. I mean, I'm right in saying I think he even said there that you know Kane does not get anywhere near enough credit he should get for his overall build-up play. And so I say, in terms of the through balls and what else he does apart from scoring the goals, George. Yeah, um, he was. Posh was asked, you know, sort of in terms of how you know his hold-up play has, has improved massively. And on a slightly different, I um, I got I was lucky enough to interview Martin Chivers on Thursday, and he okay. said the exact same thing. He um, he said looking at Kane a couple of years back, he he could see that he had he was being knocked off the ball a little bit too much, and he was waiting for him to sort of bulk up and and start giving centre backs a real you know, real run for their money in terms of physicality and. I think that's you know especially I noticed it really in the um, I think in the Man United game was one of the first times I really sort of cottoned on to it how, how big and how strong he is he absolutely bullied Jones and um, and Small in that night he didn't didn't score but he was absolutely brilliant and I think he's to be fair to me he's been like it all season and again it just goes back to it's not just you know you, you look at the, the eleven players on the pitch and they're all they're all fantastic players but. You also behind the scenes, you know, people working with Kane, the, the strength and fitness team, and and physios and the dietitians. It, there's so many little things sort of all falling into place for Spurs at the moment, and it's just you know Kane's record this season. You know, he's he's going with Salah, isn't he? For the um, what is it? I think 34 goals is is the record, isn't it, in the mm, Premier League? Yeah. That's in the 42 season, and what is he? He's 10 away from it. And, you wouldn't bet against him, George. You wouldn't bet against him. I can't. I can't see how he's not going to do it because he's mm. just so consistent and. Having said that, I don't actually think, in terms of taking his chances, he's been that clinical over the last <laughs> two or three he's months. He's missed a fair few, thought, George, hasn't he? He's missed a fair few. He, he, he has, he's missed a lot of good mm. chances. I can go back for all the games. It's not really a criticism because he's scoring in every game. Well, that's it. You know, as, as a forward, that's all you can do. But he, he isn't 100% for me in terms of his clinicalness. And I think that's just frightening. Sorry to interrupt. I was going to say, I think he's due a few. I think he's going to have one of them games where he's going to score... Um, I think there's only four players in the Premier League history that have done five goals in a game. I, f- I think off the top of my head, Defoe's one in East Shearer. Um, I think Berbatov got one, didn't he, as Berbatov, well? Maybe you might. Yeah. Good cut of But I think, I think Kane's definitely got that in him. He's got that, that you know, there's a ability. I think he's, he scored four, didn't he, against Hull, didn't he, last year? Um, Leicester, you know, was it Leicester? Oh, yeah, Hull or Leicester, one of the two. Yeah. One of the two, yeah. 
So I, th- I think he's got that in him. And, you know, and, and the other thing you're talking about is all-round game, uh, not just being a striker. Don't forget, he was the one that chested the ball to Deli Alley to put for, to, for him to put Son through for the first goal against Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah. So he's always involved in something. I mean, the guy is a genius. He's a genius. Jay's question here from Matthew Boreham, who says, who's the better passer, Kane or Hoddle? Serious question. <laughs> well, that's I, I went back to Matthew last night and just just checked how old Matthew was and whether he ever saw Hoddle play. And I can guarantee him there isn't another passer like like Hoddle. Hoddle could do that three or four times a game, let alone you know a few times a season. But but don't take that as a, a knock at Harry Kane. Harry Kane's, you know, when you look at our greatest sides, Hoddle is is in pretty much everyone's greatest side. So, you know that that speaks for itself. But. Um, but I get the feeling, you know, if, if we're sitting here in a... Well, we, we could even be saying Harry's in our greatest side now for, for a lot of people. And um, there's there's a hell of a lot more to come from Harry Kane. And probably Glenn Otter was a better goalkeeper than Harry Kane as well. So, I'll leave that one. <laughs> no, to be fair, is it? After well, poor Harry, poor Harry on that occasion. What a lot of viewers probably, if you would never saw Hoddle play, that the type of pass you don't see now is... He had this, this incredible ability to hit balls over the top with complete backspin on them. And they just drop and people would run on it first time. Whereas, I, I don't know if it's the type of ball we use now where, where they kind of get more skiddy off of surfaces. But you don't see that, that real backspin. It was, it was astonishing to watch Hoddle pass it. And as I said, he could do that three or four times a game, every single game. Imagine Jason, this team of Kane. We wouldn't stop scoring. No, well... <laughs> <laughs> I dread to think how many he would score. I mean, Clive Allen got what forty nine in that mm. season with Hoddle behind him, and and Kane's definitely on on course to you know as long as he stays fit. I mean, you can see him breaking that record, and and not just just once. You you actually get the feeling that Kane can go on these runs now and and do that you know, several years in a row type of thing. It's, it's crazy his numbers. I never got to see Hoddle, obviously being only only young, but um, I. Looking at Ericsson, I imagine him being similarist, similarist to Ericsson in, in terms of the, the passing and you know the spectacular goals that he can produce at times. I think it's just his range of passing was. I mean, Ericsson plays as a. I think you know modern football has changed. I was mm. trying to trying to work out where Hoddle would play because as a number ten he'd be astonishing because the goals he could score and that those creative passes. But if you played Hoddle as a ten you'd lose that ability for him to hit those 50, 60-yard passes with, with astonishing accuracy. So you think, would he be better in the, the Dembele role where he picks it off the back four, brings it forward and just sprays passes all over the place? I, I think Glenn's such a fantastic talent that he, he could play anywhere. And it used to annoy me because he got nicknamed as Glender and things like that. But if you see the pitches he played on and the way people were allowed to, to tackle in those days. He was a lot tougher than, than anyone gives him credit for. He was he was a fantastic player, that's for sure. Yeah, and let's bring it, let's stick with you actually, Jace. Let's talk about Sonny for a couple of minutes. I know we spoke about him initially at the start of the show, but I mean, Jace, we are running out of the superlatives for Sonny. He's contributed a total now of 24 goals and assists this season. I mean, as we've said, after Kane, he's probably the easy first name on this team sheet. And like I say, Poch, after the game, Jay said he does not expect anything less from Sonny. He said he always seems to produce the amazing. Jay, anything you want to add on Sonny we haven't said before? God, it's hard because I've said absolutely everything about him before. But, you know, Sonny's biggest asset is that he can go both sides of a defender. That's that's what I think makes Sonny really good. He can go left foot or right foot. And he's, he's comfortable with the ball on, on either side. And I tell you, that header for his goal, Keynes was a fantastic pass, but... It was it was still a really quality finish that to uh, to just guide that in that corner. It was a fantastic goal for him. It was Lee. Let me bring it round to you. You know we love our stats on this show. He scored 15 goals for the second consecutive season in a row. That means he's got as many as Arsenal's current top two strikers combined. I mean, directly involved in 13 goals in his last 11 appearances at Wembley. Lee, anything else you can add to the Sonny loving? Yeah, he's got he's got the same amount of goals as uh, Morata that cost Chelsea seventy five million. There's another Stick one. That in the net. Uh, <laughs> so there's one. Um, look, I mean, look, I think Jay's just he goes left foot, right foot. He can score with his head now, as we saw on uh, on Saturday as well. Mm. Um, you know that 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 uh, kind of that uh, round the corner, if you like, when he um, uh, he just done the I, can't, I don't know the guy's name, the Huddersfield defender, and he just left him for dead and went on a run. The balls into the box. He does it with speed, with precision. He's a he's he's, he's fantastic, and that's why I think, like I said earlier, I think he's starting on Wednesday. I think Poch had a plan to start Lamella, 
with the Italian base and whatever, I, I yeah. think it starts on. And so if, so, if Son can get in behind uh, early doors, like he did against um, Dortmund um, at Wembley, uh, I know it was many moons ago now, wasn't it, for, for, for us lot back in, back in the autumn. But uh, if, he can, if he can do that, I think, I think he, could get, he could have some joy. Yeah, I mean, George, let me ask you. You mentioned there that Pochettino might have a bit of a, a change of heart when it comes to this Juve game. I mean, we're going to bring it on to a Juve preview soon. But do you think the argument this time is, George, playing them... And listen, Wembley's not our home, but it's our home so far and we're doing well this season. Do you think the difference with the mindset is that Lamella, you know, you need him for that press, whereas this game, you're going to kill the game, George, and therefore really Sonny might be the better option out of the two? Yeah, I've, I've been thinking about this one all day because... Real dilemma. I, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm sort of fighting myself to work out who, <laughs> who, who should start. But I think after Saturday, I felt like Sonny probably deserved it. But I'm going to sort of probably upset a few people. I, I'm kind of coming around to the term to the idea now of actually thinking Lamella should start. And the reason I say that is because you know I kind of spoke about the lull that Son went through, and you know we didn't really do a lot against um, against United and against Arsenal and, and Liverpool and. I think I know that we come back really well against Juventus, but we shouldn't underestimate how how good Juventus are as a team. And I think they are going to be a you know they're going to be a real challenge. And we don't need to win on Saturday on a, on Wednesday. I know I don't want us to go in with that mindset, but no, of course I, not, I've yeah. got, I, I just feel like starting Lamella would keep things tight. He would, or Sonny gets the crowd off their feet in terms of his excitement. But I think Lamella defensively will be a bit more shored up and. I just think if we can go, you know, if we can have Lamella running a full pelt for an hour, 65 minutes, and then you bring Sonny on against tired legs, I think that could be the later stages where maybe Juventus have got to push a bit more and they've got to kind of gamble because maybe they need a goal to send it to extra time or, or to qualify. And, and then that, that stage, you know, tired legs, Sonny can really run run havoc. But I think having thought about it long and hard, I, I probably still, despite how well Son has done over the last week, I would... I would still go Lamella, and you know, especially as as, um, as Lee mentioned, you know, considering his history you know, with Rome, obviously in, in Serie A, you kind of think it, you know, it might actually be a bit of a fairy tale for Lamella if he um, if he could have a really big performance against you know, a club that obviously he knows very well. He does indeed. We're going to bring it on to Juventus guys very very shortly. Just to finish up on Huddersfield, um, question in here. Let's go to you, Jace. Um, What's well, a question more of a statement? Um, this is from Mr. Perez who says, Accomplishing asserted performances from both Aurea and Davis bodes well for the demanding set of games ahead. With that being said, Jess, let's have a quick word on that great tackle by Ben Davis. You know, a brilliant last ditch challenge, which even had Danny Rose applauding from the bench, Jace. Yeah, perfectly timed. He had to get it he had to get it spot on and, and that's exactly what he did. And it, it's just it's just a continuation of the performances that Ben Davis is is stringing together. He's he's been Exceptional this season, and you know, I, I know the the comparison with Rose is there. I mean, for me, there's he's streets ahead of of Danny Rose at the moment as our player. Like I've said all season, the 2016 Danny Rose was a was an absolute beast of a player, brilliant player. But we're nowhere near seeing that. And and at the moment, Ben Davis has got that role for me. You know, they can they consistently switch Trippier, Trippier one week, Aurea, Trippier, Aurea, Trippier, Aurea. But really, you know, you, you look at how many games Danny Rose has played. I know he's had a few more injury problems since coming back, but I would still think Ben Davis must have played what seventy-five percent of the games that, yeah, that Danny like Rose him. has been fit for, yeah. and he's played all those big ones as well. But I, I don't know. I, I, there's, there's something about my mind that has this really sneaky feeling we might actually see Danny Rose tomorrow. I don't know why that is, and I'm not saying it's justified. And I certainly wouldn't pick him myself. But I just get this. This strange feeling, Danny Rose will play tomorrow. It was after the game at the weekend. He was pacing up and down Wembley. Make of that what you will on the pitch training after. I mean, George, what do you think on this debate? Chris Lawton says here... Well, I'll I'll bring Chris's question in very, very shortly in the Juve preview, but let me bring it to another question. Mohamed Surti says, given Davis's goal-saving tackle at the weekend, do you guys see General Ben as a successor to Jan at left centre-back in the future? What do you make of that question? Um, George, can you see him playing as a left centre back in the future? Yeah, that's quite an interesting shout. Actually, obviously he does that for Wales, doesn't mm. he? In a, in a yeah. back three. Um, yeah, I think it probably is something he could do. Maybe I'm not. He's not very old, is he? Ben? I think he's only twenty four, twenty five. So very it's, young. it's not. 
maybe a bit towards the end of his career, maybe when he approaches you know the wrong side of thirty, he might look at going going inside as, as a centre back rather than left back because. I know he's not the quickest at the moment, but he has got some. De- he has definitely got got quicker, and he has still got some decent pace. So, it's maybe the something he would he would look at doing. And you know, on the Davis chat, you know, I am a, I'm a big fan of Danny Rose, despite what he did in the summer. But the biggest compliment I can give Ben Davis is that for me, he's made himself undroppable. Mm. He's been yeah. so consistent for been. such a long time now, and you know, his nickname is Channel Ben. We all know it, but. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, he really is turning into a hard man. And I know you mentioned the, the goal-saving tackle, but actually another thing that stood out for me on Saturday was he made two huge crunching tackles right near the um, where the manager's stand on the right touchline. And it was it was sort of, I think it was just before Spurs actually you know, went ahead and the crowd was kind of sort of a bit subdued because Spurs had gone wave after wave of attack and then broke Huddersfield down yet. And he'd done these two huge tackles and... The second one was was a touch off the ground, but I don't mind that too much. But you know, Huddersfield players were moaning left, right, and centre about it. But I think it, it really sparked Spurs in into a second wave and uh, you know kicked him into life again. And I do I do think you know we speak about Sonny as you know a brilliant professional. For me, I think Ben's got to come in the, the exact same category because you look at when he moved to Spurs. You know, a lot of people criticised. Yeah, the question was now. Question it. Yeah. It, he left. He left. You know, he left Swansea as a, as a first choice, and people said, "Oh, you're going to go Spurs and sit on the bench." And you know, he's worked hard. He's con- consistently improved year on year. And you look at that now, and that's one of the best decisions he's ever made. You know, he left Swansea, and you know, I, I don't mind Swansea as a football club, but he's he's left a club that were trying to stay mid-table, stay in the Premier League, and he's now. You know, Jason mentioned. You know, Rose may may play tomorrow, but. Regardless, you know Ben Davies could. You know he's played in the Champions League this season, and he's he's had a massive part in Spurs having a really good season to date. And you know I, I just can't praise him enough because he, you know, like Eric Dyer, he, he's a real unsung hero of our team. He's indeed. Lee, feel free to bring in some chat about um, Ben Davies, but let me ask you about Serge Aurier. It tells you about Serge's game that he's having a mention later in the show, which means it could have been a bad game for Serge. Um, Lee, question is here from Greg Matzner. He says, is it me or has Serge Aurier regressed from the beginning of the season in terms of pace, crossing and challenges? Lee, what do you make of that one? And how did you see his game overall against Huddersfield? Yeah, I think I think he's progressing. I mean, uh, he, he, I think he, I can remember one throw in that he had on Saturday that was wasn't a foul throw, which is obviously good progress from the week before. Um, no, I, f- I think I think he's progressing. Um, I, I think a lot of us, me included, you know, fans, we expect these these players to turn up at our football club and just be well beaten straight away. You know, and Jace mentioned it earlier with with Sonny. You know, it took him a, a year, his first season. What, I'm not saying it's horrendously bad, but um, you know it took him a while to get into it, and I think that's the same with Aurier. You know, he's, he's trying to get into it uh, a little bit. He didn't, he didn't have a bad game. Um, so, and I think, I think you know, the things with Potticino, and I know, I know a lot of sort of fans will say this. You know, in Poch we trust and whatever, but but we all actually do. Like, do we not? Like, it's totally trust in Potticino. In, in his way. And Aurier coming to the Premier League and playing for us was a risk. He was a bit of a bad boy, wasn't he? He had a, he had a, uh, a record of getting sent off and he had a record of, um, uh, you know, being a bit of a bad boy and not being behave, behaving well and all that sort of stuff. But yet, you know, Potch has said he made a joke out of it when he first come. I'll sort you out type thing. I'll kill you. And, and, <laughs> yeah, I'll kill you. Yeah, exactly. That was it. <laughs> words, actually. I'll, I'll sort you out. And it was a little and it was a little bit like, you know, that's a warning. And he, and he has behaved himself apart from the throwing. So I think he's, I think he's grown into it. I just want to, if I could, if I may, go back to the Ben Davis. Go for it, Lee. Yeah, by all means. Go for it. He, he, is, he is 24 years old. Like, he is, you know, that's confirmed. He's 24. Um, I, I, I think he's progressed into an absolute brilliant left back. Or, or, or wing back. He's he's got five assists this year as well in the Premier League, which is up there with you know some of the creative midfield players in in other teams. He's got five assists, and uh, I you know I was waxing lyrical about him on one of the first podcasts I did with you, uh, Ricky, when you when you had me on f- first mm. time round. Yeah. Um. I sort of said, I think the question was, you know, who's one of our unsung heroes, and I said Ben Davis. Um. So it's just it's lovely actually to hear the likes of George talking there about. He is an unsung hero because there was a question earlier from on Twitter about you know people not giving players enough credit. Sometimes I don't mind that 
Sometimes I don't want other clubs giving our players credit because as soon as the media start picking up on it, all of a sudden they're 50 million and they're going to bloody Man City or wherever they're going. So do you know what? 24 years old, Dyer, 24 years old, youngest team in the Premier League. You're looking at this Alderweireld situation. You're looking at uh, other situations where he's 29, Vertonghen 30. I think the question was, could Ben Davis move into that role? And you know what? Poch is concentrating on the rebuilding after you know after this team as well. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, of course. And I, and I yeah. Find that, I'm excited by that, lads, because I don't think we've ever had that in our, in uh, definitely not in the modern era of Tottenham have uh, had that mentality to p- continue to build. And sh- sh- I'm going to say it out there: it's Ferguson-like, mm. and I love it. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. Jace, let me ask you about the surge for a second. Isn't it great to see Jace? The training is paying off. The throw-ins were. All on point on uh, Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he got those runs right, so that's some improvement, that's for sure. But no, it, you know, he didn't get tested defensively. I think we all know Oreo's big problems come when he's he's tested defensively, and um, you know those those tests. I'm sure he'll, he'll he'll play. You know, he may well play at Stamford Bridge, or he may well play against Manchester City later in the season and things. And and that's when it'll be interesting. We'll only know if he's really progressing when he. He gets when he gets somebody running at him, and, yeah. and he's, you know, he's, he's then got his decision making. Then has to be spot on. But uh, you know, it, it was a, it was an easy, it was a, it was a stroll for him Saturday, and, and you know that that's all that needed to be done, and he, and he did everything that we needed. Yeah, it is. Before we move it on to Juventus guys, just also a point that uh, Pochettino became the 19th manager to collect the hundred Premier League wins and the first non-European manager to do so. He done it in the sixth quickest time alongside Kenny Dalglish. And only Jose Mourinho, Alex Ferguson, Arsene Wenger, Benitez and Claudio Ranieri reached it in fewer games. So Pochettino joining that elite club. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw it, but actually Pochettino was asked about that record mm. on um, after the game. And, and someone said, oh, it's the same as Kenny Dalglish. And I thought you couldn't sum up Pochettino more by how he replied. He said, Kenny is a legend. I am a simple man. Oh, and I think that says everything you need to know about how great a manager I am modest he is he's so humble isn't he George such a humble guy he's, he's yeah just... and, it, and it's refreshing you know you don't mm. really see that with managers normally it is all about me 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 yeah. but you know he's just you know, can't can't sing his praises enough I've got the um, emoji with the um, hearts on the eyes again Pochettino <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> he's, he, he's his humbleness in the ways I think he was asked a question in the, in the pre-match uh, in the post-match comp- uh, press conference about um uh, you know, uh, what do you think of last these results last time or last time? And he, he, he answered and turned around and said something like, football um, isn't about yesterday, it's about tomorrow. And I was just like, man, yeah, this guy. That yeah. was a match of the day, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was a match of the day. Yeah, I just thought, you know what? It's just, he's not worried about what's gone before. No. He's worried about what's happening. And, you know, the minute that whistle were blown at Huddersfield, he was focused 100% on Juventus and, and what can we do? And, and I just, I've just got a feeling that we're going to do it. Oh, hope you're right, Lee. Well, I tell you what, let's look ahead to you, Venice. Before we do, um, we have to say we're really sad to hear the news of the death um, of Fiorentina captain David Astori after a sudden illness. Our thoughts are with his family, friends, teammates and all the Fiorentina fans at this time. Well, let me ask you, Jace, let me ask you about the comments of the Juventus manager, Allegri, on Spurs' defence. He said, Tottenham Hotspur are different compared to Lazio. They do not defend as well. Now, Jace, I've got the stats here. Listen, anyone that knows us on this show knows that we will cover the stats. Spurs have only conceded just 24 goals in 29 league games. Lazio have conceded 34 goals in just 27 league games. Jace, what stats is he looking at then to come to that verdict? In <laughs> fairness, you know, he's probably looked at how we were in that first half in Turin and you know we were all over the place in that first 10 minutes and they still had you know they had the penalty they had the the Higuain miss as well so I suppose in in fairness sometimes just ignore what they say mate you know they've, they've got to come up with a, a sound bite that they're asked lots of questions and you know he's, he's made his comment but I, I wouldn't let it rile us too much I wouldn't let it get to us let him if he wants to think we we don't defend as well as Lazio so be it I, I couldn't give a stuff what he thinks about us <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, yeah Jason well, as always he's so honest isn't he tell it as it is I mean Lee you've said you know you've, you've you think we can do it do you honestly think that Lee can we do it 
I think, yeah, I think we're going to win three-one. Do I, you? I, I really do. I think, yeah, I think. The, the, I hope the, so. The, the, oh, that's a confidence. Listen, look, guys, right? There's nothing to lose, right? No, this is not. the way I look at it. We, mm. We've got, we've got nothing to lose. You can say, yeah, we've got footmarks to lose, but we haven't really. No one expected us to go through no. uh, to get two away goals. We don't have to go gung ho. It's not a kind of Harry Redknapp team. Oh, you know, let's we're going to have a go at them. Mm. I think they, they're the ones that have to come to uh, to, to Wembley and show the, the more initiative. Yeah. I think if we do start. And I, and I do, and I think if we do start with Son, for example, we're going to have that that energy, that pace, that that pressing um, that, that's around them. I think if we start off like pushing the ball back and forth and left and right and AVB style, then I think we might have a problem. But I think if we start off like we did against United, like we have against uh, the, the Arsenal, and we played away. To be fair, the way we've played at Wembley all season. I, I, I can't see them beating us. I really can't. OK. Jace, let me ask you your favourite question about Danny Rose and Ben Davis. Chris Lawton says, which one for Juventus? Well, I, you know, as I said earlier, I'd, I'd go with, with uh, Ben Davis, but I just, I don't know what it is. I just get this sneaky feeling that he might just go with Danny Rose. He knows he's got Douglas Costa the other side with that. If Douglas Costa plays, he saw how Trippier got ripped by Sane. He saw how Aurea struggled against against uh, Douglas Costa and that's why I think he might also go with Lamella just to to double up on Douglas Costa that side and I think he just be interesting to see where where Mandzukic plays as well whether he tries to peel onto the fullbacks on the far posts I just get this this strange feeling he might just prefer the 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 pace of or the what he thinks of as the pace of Danny Rose but but for me I'd, I'd pick Ben Davis without a doubt Okay, and the Sonny debate, Jace. I mean, he scored four goals in two games in 15 this season. As we said, 13 of them coming at Wembley. Surely, Sonny, Jace, after the weekend, how can you even think about leaving him on the bench for this one? Well, it's a two-legged game, and, and you know, it's not so much about us scoring goals, is it? It's, you know, one one draw puts us through, but so... Um, is the argument, the... Jace, so let me ask you, Jace, is the argument that, you know, Lamella in that first game, he's used there to press this team, whereas the second game, I make that point, you know, Sonny can go into this game, Jace, and kill him off. Or do you not think we need yeah, to do that? It's There's two ways you could do it, isn't there? You can do it that way, but you've got to stop Juventus counter-attacking like yeah. they did in that, that first half. And uh, as I say, my one worry is that Costa, I mean, Costa's got express pace like like Leroy Sane did and Trippier mm. found that so difficult yeah. we have got to find a way to to handle that that pace of Douglas Costa and I think you might well have to to double up but you know that 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 shouldn't necessarily take the the attacking intent you know we can play like we did against Dortmund we can sit sit quite deep and look to break them at every opportunity a bit like we did in in Madrid so there's lots of different game plans and lots of different ways we can play this game and we can be effective in a in a hell of a lot of ways under Pochettino, that's for sure. Yeah. George, you said you've got a sneaky feeling that he may still go with Lamella despite Sonny's performance against Huddersfield. Is that how you do see it for this one? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, you kind of mentioned then about picking Sonny and, and sort of going for it and trying to kill the game. But I think what Jay said, we've also got to make sure that we don't leave the back door open because... If Juventus go one nil up, there's going wow. to be a lot of nerves mm. inside oh, Wembley. You yeah, know, the, the atmosphere for the Champions League games has been unbelievable. Mm. But partly that is because Spurs have started so well in all those games. So I think we've, you know, we have really got to be cautious because yes, we dominated Juventus for eight minutes in in the first leg. But you know, I, I have a feeling we we kind of caught them cold and they sort of underestimated us a little bit. I do really. I don't want to put a dampener on it, but I do think Wednesday is going to be a massive, massive sort of test of character of this team because it is still a young team and of course, yeah. they've come through a lot of different experiences over the last couple of months and the Liverpool game being a, you know, a case in point and then the Juventus game you know, two weeks later. So I think it is going to be a really tough game. I think, you know, I know Lee's saying 3-1. For me, I, I don't think Spurs will win, but I think they'll go through. As you see it being a draw. Just Can I just say, Rick, as well, oh, right, Yeah. If if Lamella if he does choose Lamella and, and it is because he'll he'll give him just that little bit more help defensively. One thing Eric Lamella can't do is is do like he did against Rochdale and run around charging all over the pitch, launching himself into tackles no, because no, no. Yep. we start conceding free kicks and and the that that game craft that those top European sides they'll, they'll suck him into seeing yep. red and and the one thing we can't do is go down to ten men. So you know you want Lamella to to give you a little bit more defensive. 
cover and things, but he's got to be really intelligent and, and make sure he doesn't just dive in and concede silly free kicks and silly fouls because that's then it's then it's a waste of time having him helping the defence out because he becomes a he becomes a hindrance to it. I agree with you about the you know obviously you don't want him to get sent off that that'd be the last thing we want, but I do I, I do kind of disagree with you about the free kick thing because we're in the situation where you know, we've got the upper hand, we've got the two away goals, and oh, I don't want us to give away free kicks on the edge of the area, but. Lamella gives away a lot of fouls in positions where he can get away with it. Now, if he does it too much yeah. and he, he gets yellow cards, it, it's bad. But I think in terms of breaking the game up and just sort of upsetting Juventus's flow, I don't think him giving sort of, you know, not silly fouls away, as I said, near the penalty area, but fouls inside their own half or near the halfway. Yeah. I, I think that could no, kind no, of work no. in our advantage in a sense. No, that's that's fine. You know, you don't you don't mind them on the halfway line and things, or just inside our half. And, and Jan Vertonghen. I mean, one thing we also about Jan is he's he's the master at that. Yeah, uh, the clever yes. place yeah. to make a foul. Jan, Jan will make a lot around that halfway line, but he won't make them on the edge of our box. And and yeah, they're fine if they're there. It's when you get, you know, to those wide areas alongside, you know, twenty yards out. That's when we we can't be conceding silly fouls. Coming into the to the debate there, I I just think it's a mentality thing. You know, Spurs, Spurs, we all know, you know, talking here and all the guys and girls and whatever listening, we know that we are the best. That we are the best we can be when we start on the front foot. There's no argument yeah. now. We are the best when we go out and we go out at teams and we're on the front foot. We're never normally brilliant when we sit back and pass sideways backwards and let teams come on to us and, and whatever. So so nine times out of ten, when we, do, when we start on the front foot, that's what, and we start a game like that, we, we end up scoring or winning the game. And what I'm saying is that, yes, it's it's half-time, if you like, in the tie, and yes, it's 2-2, and yes, we've got two away goals, but forget that, it's nil-nil. And just uh, apply what we would normally do in, in that situation. You've already said it yourself, we were brilliant against Applewell, we were brilliant against Dortmund, we were brilliant against Real Madrid. There's nothing to fear here for me uh, uh, against Juve on Wednesday. And the cherry on the cake is that we have got them two away goals. But if you start with a mentality that is nil-nil and we uh, and the players do the jobs like they normally do, I think we'll win. There you go. I tell you what, let me ask you, George. Um, in terms of team news, it seems that Allegri has refused to rule out Higuain. Ahmed, if he's over his injury, he picked up recently. And Descilio is also a doubt. Anything you can add to that, George? Tottenham, um, Tottenham team news, Juventus team news at all? Well, with Higuain, he's definitely going to play. This is just Italian kidology, isn't it? Really, you know, oh, we've got an injury doubt. He's, you know, our, our main forward's not going to play, and you know, all, all of a sudden, hour, hour before kickoff, he's he's in the starting team. So I, I can't see him him not playing Higuain. And uh, I think Diabala played at the weekend, didn't he, for them? So he's he's he going to bring a hell of a lot. Yeah, he, that's yeah. right. He scored the winner, didn't he? He's an unbelievable player. I've I've not seen him in the flesh, but I've seen him a number of times sort of highlights and watching him sort of through streams and you know that that's why I'm a little bit wary of Juventus because they were missing him in that in that first leg and he yeah. he brings a hell of a lot to him and he's the type of player you know he hasn't I don't think he's really done it I think he's he their number quiet. 10 George that's like right I think, I think he's that yeah he, he essentially so is but like plays in that because yeah you're right we would we, we didn't play did he so we've got we've got to cope with that and that yeah. come, maybe that comes back to the lamella son debate as well yeah yeah that's that's true yeah i think i think with him he he, he was excellent last season but he didn't really stamp his authority on the champions league final and i think that was one of the big disappointments with him but i think from his point of view people definitely in italy are looking for him to really stamp his mark on a game and i know that i'm sure he'll he'll be looking to do it on this game so from spurs's point of view they've got to make sure that they snuff at his threat and I guess you, you're looking at Dembele and, and Dyer to do that and, and you'd back him to do it but I think he, he's going to be a key man on, on this occasion I'd say OK well George I'm going to be pushing you now for a prediction what are you going to give us? I think in classic Spurs fashion it's going to be one all, but it's going to be absolutely horrible <laughs> to watch from the first minute to the last because I think it'll, I think it'll go into injury time and, and there'll still be a chance that Juventus if they get a oh, goal they'll don't. go through but I do feel we're going to do it 1-0 and I think it'll, it'll be a massive result for, for Pochettino and the club. And you know, To reach the quarterfinals, I think you know, people may, may downplay it because you know, it, it doesn't seem that a big deal. But for me, it would, it would be a massive, massive achievement for this team and for Pochettino if they can do it. And I think they will 1-0, I'll go. So, through on their away goals. OK, are we scoring first, George, or are we coming back into the game to go 1-0? 
I think we're going to come back in the game. Okay, it's going to make it more special. Jace, let me move yeah. over to you. Big, big game this. It's such a huge game in our season as well. What are we going for, Jace? Oh, I'm going to go 2-1 Tottenham. But two, one, I think, Tottenham. as Jules uh, yeah. said, it's, it's going to be a painful watch at times. They're certainly going to cause us problems. And mm. I think, as Jules says, it could well be, you know chewing a few fingernails going into those last five minutes or something like that. But I just, I do, I fancy us. I think there is that confidence and that, that bravery in this team to have a real go. And if we can, you know, just make sure we don't make any of those sloppy, silly errors, then, then I think we will just about get over the line. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I actually also agree with you, Jason. I was going to say 2-1. Lee, you're sticking with your 3-1. Well, you lot have started making me think doubt myself now. <laughs> <laughs> I was, My bad. I was really buoyant before I talked to you lot. Uh, no, I, I am sticking more for you. And I think I summed it up earlier, to be fair. I, I, I just think that if we go with the mentality of, you know, it's, it's a game of football, 90 minutes rather than the, the, the legs. Uh, yeah, the away goals is going to be in our favour, hopefully. Um, hopefully, Juventus don't score three. No, it's um, not. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I, I just think we've got to go with that mentality. And I think 3-1. I think that I think Delhi's going to... Um, I'm, I'm saying it now. I think Delhi's going to pop up. Delhi needs think, a goal. Think, he does. Yeah, yeah. I think Delhi's yeah, going to pop I'm up. I'm backing you 100% with that, Lee. I can see it. He's, he's loving the Champions League. He's, he's made, he? games he's playing. made he for this stage. He's against Real Madrid, didn't mm. he? And, yeah. yeah. I just... That whole Real Madrid thing, maybe I'm naive, maybe I'm just a dreamer or whatever, you know, that whole game against Real Madrid when we beat him 3-1, I can see that again on the cards. It was like, we were. there's nothing to fear. We've got nothing to fear. We are brave to dare us to do, and I think we'll win 3-1. There you go. I think it's the perfect way to sign out the show. Leave it on Lee's line there. Lee, thank you so much for coming back on tonight. Cheers, Rick. Cheers, boys. Thanks Lovely for having me back pleasure. on. We'll have you back on, Lee, I'm sure, before the end of the season. George, thank you as always for coming on. No, thanks so much for having me. Really Lovely. enjoyed it. Honestly, George, let's, let's hope it's, it's a good night Wednesday. Oh, I'm sure it will be. Fingers crossed. We'll try, George, if we can, to squeeze you back on before the end of the season. If not, start our next season, I promise you. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love that. Lovely. And, Jace, thank you as always. Good to speak again, mate. Yes, no Jace. And we're going to be back on Thursday night. So let's hope, Jace, we're speaking on the back of a big, big Tottenham result. We yeah, will be. And- Unless I'm yeah. Milan are 2-0 up Thursday night when we're speaking. <laughs> <laughs> you don't ask me Well, guys, as always, enjoy the show. We're going to be back on Thursday night, hopefully talking about Tottenham Hotspur in the quarterfinal of the Champions League. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.